Good morning, good afternoon, Richmond. It's 12 noon, and I'm AWOD here on the new sports radio 910 The Fan. Now, at 105.1 FM, it is a wacky Wednesday here in Richmond, Virginia, January 10th. And this weekend, the NFL playoffs begin. It is wild card weekend, and it's going to be really interesting. Like, I think there's going to be an upset or two. I was just telling Michael Phillips during the break, I'm all in on the L.A. Rams. I, I believe in Sean McVay as an excellent head coach in the NFL. I believe in Matthew Stafford's ability to win big games as a starting quarterback. And I'm not the biggest Ben Johnson fan. I think people are going to um, hear his name a lot over the next few weeks. And I do think if the Rams beat the Lions, he's going to get hired next week as a head coach. He's not the guy that I want here in Washington. And that's the big story that we're still following all day, every day, and twice on Sunday. Who will be the next commanders, head of football operations, and head coach as Josh Harris has started to put together an all-star group, an all-star team. I'm calling them the Jedi Council to bring balance to the force and make Washington football great once again. But going to be very entertaining, meaningful NFL football this week, and I'm really excited about that. So we'll break down the wild card games at 2 p.m. with Mark Schofield. But I am here back in studio in Richmond, Virginia, following a short but sweet trip back home to Fairfax, Virginia to see VCU take on George Mason and the Rams got a big win my mom bought me Chinese food and beer so we all got a big win yesterday in Fairfax some would call it a season season saving win I personally I wouldn't go that far but it was massive it was incredible defense from Michael Bell clutch shooting from Zeb Jackson and Max Shulga and it was Felt so good to finally win a close game after losing so many heartbreakers already this season. The Rams win a thriller in Fairfax, 54-50. to And that's where we begin today by recapping anything you might have missed around the sports world with the Sports App. Here it is, everybody. Clearly, this is the future. Stats, scores, highlights. Whoa, are you serious? Wi-Fi plus 3G, 64K. This one, this one. The Sports App. When you look at the box score from the VCU win last night, I think one thing that stands out to me is not many points scored, right? 54 points on the game. The Rams had scored 75 or more in six straight contests. Only one guy in double digits. That was Max Scholga with 13, thanks to his free throws uh, late in that game. But I thought Mason looked good. Uh, th- this is going to be a-, a tough opponent if we play them again. Um in the A-10 tournament, I mean, Keyshawn Hall is legit. The transfer from UNLV can get a bucket anytime he wants. Until you put Michael Bell on him, Michael Bell was able to strap up Keyshawn Hall. But Mason won't go 0-15 again from three. Uh, we were lucky to survive Eagle Bank Arena and get out of there with a win. But a big win for the Rams who now move to 1-2 and in conference play and have a chance to get back to 500 in the A-10 when they travel to LaSalle this weekend. Tony Skin played for George Mason. I have a photo with him here in studio for my time at Jim Laranaga basketball camp growing up. And, of course, Mason went to the Final Four 2005-2006. Well, VCU has two guys on there staff that were part of the Final Four squad and Darius Thies and Bradford Burgess, I was able to ask Tony Skin, now the head coach for the George Mason Patriots, what this rivalry means to him. Coach, in your opening statement, you really did emphasize VCU against George Mason. You played in this game, this rivalry. What does it mean to you now as a coach? 
I mean, it means everything. You know, it means everything. And, you know, I had to kind of tell my guys all the time, regardless of who we play, um, you know, we got to keep our poise, um, especially as, you know, this building continues to grow and people continue to come our games. You know, that atmosphere some, sometimes it speeds you up to play uncharacteristically. Um, and, and even though I'm, you know, relaying that message to my guys, I had to give myself a pep talk just because, you know, VCU does mean something to me. Um, you know, this was as good of a, of, of a game, as good of a rivalry as it, you know, as it gets in this region, in this state, um, in our league at the time. And, you know, that's just something regardless of what anybody thinks. Um, anytime we play VCU, you know, it's, it's going to be a dogfight. Um, and, and, you know, hopefully we'll have, um, you know, many more chances to come. Zeb Jackson hits a clutch three to tie the game at 50. Then Shulga gets a steal, hits a couple of free throws to go up 52-50. VCU gets a stop and a couple more free throws and wins 54-50. Richmond with a big win in the A-10 yesterday at Loyola Chicago. Uh, so good win for VCU, good win for Richmond. Over to the ACC here in college. Hoops. Virginia Tech has a massive game tonight at home. Number 21, Clemson. 11-3 on the season, but they're just 1-2 in ACC play, while the Hokies are also 1-2 in the ACC and 9-5 overall. That'll be 7 p.m. tonight here on 910 The Fan. Good ACC battle on ESPN tonight. Number 7, UNC at NC State. Both teams are 11-3 and 3-0 in the ACC, so we'll see if the Tar Heels get a win or take their first conference loss tonight. Shaka Watch, you guys know I'm a huge fan of Shaka Smart and his Marquette Golden Eagles are number 11 in the country, and tonight they're at Butler. That game is at 9 p.m. Over to the NFL here on the Sports App. So the big news out of the NFL this morning, the Chicago Bears fire their offensive coordinator but keep Matt Eberflus, the head coach, on staff. And so instead of going for a Caleb Williams or a Drake May and pairing him with a brand new head coach and starting over in Chicago, they are going to keep Matt Eberflus and most likely keep Justin Fields, and I expect them to trade out of that number one overall pick in the upcoming NFL draft. Speaking of the NFL Wild card weekend. Texans preparing for a playoff game. C.J. Stroud did what I believed no rookie would do, go above 500 and make it into the postseason. Let's take a listen to the quarterback of the Houston Texans, C.J. Stroud. It's just football. Like just be yourself is what they always tell me. So I've played in playoff games before, big games, and the less that you put pressure on yourself, the more, feel like the more you just execute and do your job, then that's when good things happen. The thing that's impressed me so much about C.J. Stroud is his ability to throw into tight windows under pressure. And he did an excellent job of that all season long for the Texans. The Browns are preparing for the Texans, though. And you guys know 910 The Fan is wacky for flacky. I'm rooting for the Cleveland quarterback and former Super Bowl winning quarterback for the Baltimore Ravens, Joe Flacco, to win a playoff game this weekend. Let's take a listen to QB1 for the Browns. There's not this daunting task of like getting ready to prepare for 20 games. You're preparing for one game, and that's it. You're you're promised one game here. So I think it's a. Uh, I think it's. I think that's something good to fall back on. Like I think you can get comfort in that one game. Let's move over to the NBA on the sports app. 
the NBA stuff. No Alex Ovechkin update today. The Caps play tomorrow. But in the NBA, the Kings and the Pistons, DeMontis Sabonis is just so good. It feels like he's unstoppable at times. Uh, He's the skinnier version of Nikola Jokic. He put up 37 in the Kings' victory over the Pistons, 131-110. to Here's the call of a Sabonis layup on KHTK in Sacramento. Fox shovels to Monk on the deep right wing. Now to Sabonis. Hands it back to Malik. Malik drives left, beats Sabonis, going strong again, scores again. The Grizzlies obviously devastated about John Morant's injury. He will miss the season as he gets... Uh, his shoulder surgically repaired, but it was Desmond Bain who stepped up for the Grizz against the Mavericks. He scored 32, and the Grizz defeat Luka Doncic and the Mavs last night, 120-103. to Here's the call on WMFS. Bain, deep right wing, nine on the shot clock, drives at Williams, drives, layup with the right hand is good. 32 for Desmond Bain, and man, we're going to have a hard time with this player of the game tonight, buddy. 32 for Bain and the Grizz get the win. Lakers against the Toronto Raptors. Lakers desperate for a win. They have been struggling this season. It feels like anytime they get a win streak going, a losing streak follows. I wouldn't be surprised if there was a change. The head coach position around the NBA All-Star break, but it was Anthony Davis who put up 41, and the Toronto Raptors head coach was furious as the Lakers Shot 23 free throws in the fourth quarter. Came back and took down the Raptors 132-131. to Here's Anthony Davis with a bucket on 7-10 ESPN LA. 121-120, Toronto by one. The ball to AD. Down the middle, to the rim, lays it up and in. Lakers by one. One minute remaining. One minute. We will continue our NBA discussion here on a Wizards Wednesday with Dave Johnson, play-by-play voice of the Washington Wizards, at 12.30. Bill Roth for the Cowan Gates Hokies update, talking all things Virginia Tech Athletics at 1.30. And Mark Schofield to go around the NFL at 2 p.m. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Phone lines are open throughout the show, 833-804-0910. You can be the head of football operations of this show, 833-804-0910. Joining us right now, host of MP on the mic, 10 to noon right here on The Fan and always available on the go on the free Odyssey app. Michael Phillips. What's going on, Michael? I like that. We're all saying head of football operations. Yeah, I know. Right? Like, it's like the that new key term. <laughs> like that means something. You know, yeah. What was it? Explosive plays before Buffalo nickel. <laughs> now it's head of football <laughs> operations. Tell me if you've heard this. I heard that um, Josh Harris is hosting people at his mansion in Miami. $32 million Miami Beach mansion. Uh, it, it is not oceanfront. It is uh, Bayside. Really? Uh, $32 million doesn't go as far as it used to, Adam. In uh, Miami, yeah. It's got a half-court basketball court, uh, a boat dock with boats, a uh, <laughs> uh, pool outside. Yeah. Um, everybody, it, these these candidates will have I- any comfort they desire. Yeah, and, and Magic Johnson's going to be there <laughs> uh, alongside Bob Byers, Spielman, and the rest of the Jedi Council. Do you like the way I'm calling it the Jedi Council <laughs> to bring balance to the force? Here? I mean, Magic, Bob, Peters, like th- this is a better run NBA team than the Wizards right now. <laughs> it it's, really it, is. It's not even a bad 
basketball it team. It really is. <laughs> uh, so you're showing me the house here that Josh Harris will be hosting people at. I mean, if you have any interest in the job and he invites you there, I don't think you leave without taking it. Well, everybody's taking the call, right? Every, yeah. Everybody's going to check that out, right? Yeah. You get to go meet with Magic at, at the Via here, you know? It looks like a villa. You know, right. I, it looks I, like you'd find this this house in Spain or something. Oh shoot! I you know it's so late. Maybe I just uh, maybe I just spend the night here. Yeah, and, right. Uh, yeah, in know, one I, of the six <laughs> guest houses. Yeah. Oh my goodness, this yeah. place is unbelievable. Josh Harris is. It, of co- I'm glad he's not bringing people to Ashburn. It's right? um, it, it's about a five minute drive to South Beach. Yeah. Uh, from there, so if, if you know if they need to go out, they're 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 cared for. They're going to be all right. That's awesome. That's awesome. So. Uh, are, are you sticking with uh, your guns with what you went with yesterday on the show here? I believe I gave an Adam Peters prediction, and yep. uh, I see no reason to back off of that. Um, here's a, negotiating. I don't negotiate a lot, um, mm-hmm. you know, but but when you do, they had three people in yesterday. Adam Peters was the last candidate they brought in yesterday. I think that I think that makes him the most serious of the candidates, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. You you want to see see the field, right? Close the deal, right? You see the first person, you're going to make a mistake with your interview process. You're going to not ask the right or, or questions like, or something. It, but if you fall in love, you don't offer it on the spot because right. you know you got more people coming. Like nobody overreacts, offers the job to the first person, yeah. sends everybody home. Right. Second person, you're you're in the groove. Yeah. Third person, that's the one. Is that how you did your house hunting? It, you know, here's how we did our house hunting. Yeah. Um. We we found uh, my wife found the house on Zillow. We called the realtor. He's like, "Oh yeah, if you want that, like, you need to like bid a crazy amount of money for it because right. it, it's going to go over market." Kind of sounds like Josh Harris. <laughs> um, so I was at Boston College covering UVA Boston College basketball. <laughs> this was before they were good, so this was a real treat of a game. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure this was like forty to thirty eight uh, in some way. And uh, my wife's like, "Hey, uh, yeah, my my good friend Dave's our realtor, and uh, Dave says uh, you, you got to put a bid in right now." Um, you know, you're not going to be able to see the house on Monday. And I said, yeah, sure. I'm good. Um, you know, d- does it look good to you? Yeah, I like it. All right. I'm, <laughs> I'm in. Yeah. You're so easy going. Yeah. Man. I don't know. It, 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 I don't know. Does it have a backyard? <laughs> it, it, the yard, bedroom. Yeah. Place for the TV. Right. For refrigerator. Yeah. Yeah. Good I'm enough in. for you. I'm in. All right. Sounds good. So the <laughs> commanders are going to do their search for head of football operations and then head coach, and of course, we'll be following that throughout the rest of the NFL offseason, which has already began for the Commanders. You know, did you hear me talking about, I had a fan that came up to me at Capitol Hill, he didn't think I was excited enough that Ron was gone. I I, I just, I, I could not believe that when I heard that. <laughs> I think if we're ranking Commanders fans' excitement levels, you are in the top 1%. Like, in your Ron Rivera wrapped for the year, yeah. you got the personal message from Josh Harris. Thank you for being one of the top Ron Rivera haters in America. <laughs> like, nobody hated Ron Rivera for more minutes last year than you. Yeah, absolutely. And now he's gone. <laughs> and yet, I'm I'm nervous because there's a lot of unknown. We have to try to replace him yeah. with somebody better. And it should be easy. Yeah. But at the same time, nothing's ever easy in the NFL. It's the hardest league in all the sports. And uh, speaking of the NFL, Wild Card Weekend begins Saturday with the Browns at Texans and concludes Monday night with the Eagles at the Bucks. If you've been listening to the show, you know all season long, Michael Phillips and I have been canceling an NFL franchise. A canceled franchise means we believe your team has no shot of winning the Super Bowl. Turn in your, pel- your helmet. Your pads, your season is through. Stub, where are we at? Uh, you want me to read uh, your canceled teams? <laughs> All right, Adam has canceled 
the Panthers, Bears, Broncos, Cardinals, Giants, Patriots, Packers, Texans, Rams, Saints, Commanders, Chargers, Jets, Titans, Steelers, Bengals, and Raiders. And any team that did not make the postseason is also canceled, Michael. We have so updated what, the rules. So, so for playoff team, you don't have the Rams, you don't have the Packers. Correct. Uh, you're out of. I think you canceled the Texans as well. Is that correct, Stub? Yes. So yeah, he about, also he canceled the Packers. Uh, yeah. Right, and Steelers. Did he? Did you yes. cancel? So you have canceled four playoff teams. Yeah, it's so not looking far. good for me. <laughs> well, I don't know. I, you've got. You've still got a lot on the board here. You've got a lot of lot of underdogs you can pick from. Yeah. Uh, do you? Do you have Peacock? That's the big question oh, this week. Oh, are you kidding me? I've yeah. got the biggest Peacock, <laughs> all right? I, I've got the ultimate account, all you'll right? Be, you'll be, you'll you be can, ready. All I right. don't watch commercials. You'll yeah, be ready. I paid extra. You'll be ready. I wanted the largest Peacock known to man, there all right? <laughs> so I've got it, um, all right? I don't think four... Don't blame me. NBC's the one that came up with that name, all right? Four, 14, <laughs> pl- 14 playoff teams. Yeah. You've got 10 remaining. Yes. And there's four weeks of the playoffs. Yes. As long as you play this right, you've got an easy win. That's all I'm saying. That is That sounds so confusing. Stop. Who has Michael <laughs> Phillips canceled? Michael Phillips has canceled the Giants, Cardinals, Bears, Patriots, Panthers, Rams, Titans, Raiders, Buccaneers, Jets, Commanders, Chargers, Saints, Falcons, Packers, Vikings, Broncos. All right. So of the playoff teams, he's canceled the Rams, yeah. Bucks. Yeah. Who else? Packers. <clears throat> Rams, Rams, Bucks, Packers. I okay. still have the Texans alive, and yeah. uh, I, I'm not going to cancel them today uh, because, look, as much as I love this Joe Flacco redemption story, I can't, I can't put this, uh, this contest, everything that's riding on this, on the line with Joe Flacco. Yeah, no. I, can't, I can't do it. No, I can't either. So anytime you hear this sound, you know that means your franchise is canceled. You're fired. All right, Michael, you go first here. Well, I think I got I think I got away easy here this week. Uh, I am, of course, taking the Pittsburgh Steelers. Pittsburgh Steelers. There we go. You're fired. Yep. Uh, I, I just. Why are they here? Why are we here? Why did we let a seventh team into the playoffs? <laughs> These are all questions. Exis- so wait, are you anti seventh team? Because I love it. What, what what are we gaining from watching the Steelers lose other than reminding <laughs> ourselves they're not good enough to be in the playoffs? I think that they are going to cover that spread. They're Ten a- points in a playoff game feels like too much, but uh, you are right. I don't like the matchup for them. Bills seem like no. the hottest team in football, definitely one of the hottest teams in the AFC after just knocking off the Dolphins and winning the division. Uh, I don't see the Steelers winning the Super Bowl, so I, I don't mind you canceling this team. But I, I just I do think it's going to be a decent game because Mike no. Tomlin gets his boys fired up. Sure, they, they don't have an offense though. You have you have to have both an offense and a defense in the no, playoffs. Right. This isn't the regular season; they can't skate by. T.J. Watt's not playing. Uh, I think I think the Bills boat race him, and I don't think it means anything for the Bills going forward. I, I don't think the Bills make the Super Bowl either. All right, Stub, my pick is in. I am looking at. Monday night football, the Philadelphia Eagles, your season can continue. The Bucs, you're fired. You're fired. Yeah, I mean, I just, I kind of feel the same way here. Like, why did we let the Bucs into the playoffs here? The worst division in football. I would have much rather had the Saints in there uh, after, you know, Jameis Winston made headlines. (laughs) I I love that call by Jameis. so good. I'm so on board for that. I mean, just. So good. I hate victory formation. I can't stand it. Get into the end zone. Score points. If Najee Harris had done the same thing, I would have been plus 250 bucks and I would have won my fantasy league. Um, so I hate victory formation, um, and I'm just I'm 
I think the Eagles, that's my lock of the week, is Eagles win, Eagles cover the spread, they destroy the Bucks. Baker Mayfield stinks. Uh, the Eagles are a dysfunctional organization over the last five or six weeks. They right the ship this weekend. Is this a long, now I agree with you, the Bucks aren't good enough to be in the playoffs. Is this a long-term statement, like the Eagles are back, or just the Eagles will win this football game? I'm still all in on Eagles-Niners as my NFC wow. championship game. You're yeah. not backing down. I'm not. You've seen because what you've gonna, seen. I, I don't believe in the cow turds, all right? I don't like the cowgirls. Um, I, I do think the the Rams are going to upset the Lions. That's my upset pick of the weekend. And then, you know, when you're looking at the NFC, I get, it's 49ers. It's 49ers, and I believe in the Eagles to make a run. I'm watching Matt Patricia with the pencil in his headset. And oh, I'm... I get so fired up for the pencil in the headset. <laughs> I am. That is my. Th- in in uh, high school, I was that guy. I had a pencil in my ear. Any any hot chick needs to borrow a pencil, I pull it right out of my ear. Boom, there you they go. They don't want that pencil. They don't think they, <laughs> they want, don't want that. that pencil. You don't think they want that? You got to get, your, little, you gotta get your pencil back. You got to get your, your box of, I, of supplies. I already know Stubb was a mechanical pencil guy. Now, I know he was a mechanical no, because pencil guy. He, I, I broke the lead every time. I I, I oh, really? wrote so too did hard. Did you go regular pencil? Yeah, because it would snap on me and every then, time and I tried to write. And the guy that's like using the automatic sharpener. Everyone's taking a test. Yeah, I would do that. <laughs> I was well. I was always first to finish a test every really? time. I speed ran those Let's every go. time. Say, I was big I, on mechanical pencils, but it had to be the right, you know, the right millimeter. They're two. Right? The point, point, point five or the point no, seven. No, no, point seven. You were a point or seven even, guy. I was a .9 guy for a little bit They're, when I got a custom pencil. No They're wonder not you got such a big peacock enough. now. <laughs> I know, right? I do I have the largest them. peacock you, you, in start, the history of radio. You, you've gone writing. from offering girls your pencil to, to <laughs> offering them your peacock. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a great service. You can watch The Office. I don't know what else programming they have, but, but they have The Office. I love The Office, and so I got the largest peacock bundle possible. It, the the mechanical pencil was great. I was a lefty, so so any pencil I'm lefty was bad. Too, yeah, I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I was a pen lefty. guy all the yeah, way. Yeah, I mean, because for the smear, you would get so oh, yeah. much smear on your, your pinky arm. finger. Yep. Was just oh, yep. it, graphite covered at <laughs> oh, all times. Oh yeah. yeah, every time. Yeah, yeah. I mean that like can't be good for your skin. I stub the stub the going with the tradition. He's got like his Ticonderoga over yeah. there. He's great. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. Do, do you know who's a vice president at the Ticonderoga Pencil Corporation? No, Lee Corso. Really? That's his day job. He what? just does college game day on Saturdays. <laughs> he works for a pencil company all I, week. I love when he puts a, a mascot helmet on his It's head. the best bit. It's, it is the, the best, best bit. bit. It's the best bit around. That's Michael Phillips. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to the best sports radio show around. You're listening to the new sports radio 910 The Fan now at 105.1 FM. Welcome back. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio. Here on the new Sports Radio 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM, Richmond's home for VCU basketball, Virginia Tech football, the Washington Commanders, the Caps, the Nats, and your Washington Wizards with the radio party featuring Dave Johnson. And Dave joins us right now on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline. What's going on, Dave? Hey, we're back on the road again. It's, it's been the story of our season going back and forth, back and forth, but uh uh, again, we're taking on a Pacers team tonight that they actually, no doubt, uh, they'll be looking to exact some revenge because one of the you know signature wins for this Wizards team, uh, one of the best performances of the season as a team for the full 48 minutes, and that's that's been the you know the issue with this team. They can they can perform well, but not for 48 minutes. But uh, they had a win in mid December over the Pacers, so it'll be nice to replicate that tonight. Absolutely, and the big news for the Pacers this week was Tyrese Halliburton. Uh, out he'll be reevaluated in two weeks so an injured Pacers team going against the Wizards uh, any injury news with the Wizards 
No, we're we're in good shape. We're in good shape. So that's that's a positive for the Wizards. And and again, Tyrese Halliburton, uh, you know, the in season tournament really I think showcased him to a new level, or at least a new level of awareness. Uh, what a special player he is, and, and certainly he'll be missed by the the Pacers tonight. But as we know, uh, especially in the NBA, just because one player is missing doesn't doesn't guarantee an advantage. Uh, but again, he's a special player. It'll be good to get him back. Uh, sooner than later because he adds so much to our league. Absolutely, and the Pacers are one of the best three-point shooting teams in the NBA, so what do the Wiz need to do to stop the Pacers from lighting it up from behind the arc? Well, uh, you know, the the uh, uh, three-point defense in, in a lot of ways starts just at the point of attack with, with the, the ball handler on the initial perimeter. Uh, you know, if a guy is able to drive and get into the lane, then he's able to kick out and then uh, the defense, you know, is in, is in a scramble mode sometimes. Now that that sounds very simple, but if it was simple, everyone would do it, and nobody would have success from some three. So, uh, you know, for the Wizards tonight, again, it'll still be the the same quest to 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 try to 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 limit that, and, and it does start as much as uh, you know the Wizards you can use a two three zone defense, and sometimes that's effective, but. You know, it, it comes to, uh, you know, pressure on the ball initially. Uh, that's what starts, you know, three-point defense. And so that'll, that'll be a key tonight. And that, you know, that's not just Tyus Jones against his counterpart. It's, you know, what defensive schemes the Wizards bring. And Denny Abia coming out and getting involved. Um, there's so many ways that you have to do it because that's, again, that's the thing about the, the NBA. And it's, it's the great a misconception that, you know, people say, well, in the NBA, they don't play deep. No, no, no. These players are that good offensively. And it it is such a challenge uh, defensively that you can, uh, some of these elite shooters, you could even play the perfect defense and have a hand in the face and they still make it. And that, that, you know, just adds a challenge. And that's why uh, they're the best in the world. Dave Johnson with us here on the Hadid Mercer Rug Cleaning Hotline for a Wizards Wednesday, and there, there have been a, a few names floated around on the Washington Wizards uh, ahead of the NBA trade deadline, and I do think there's going to be a few trades made over the next month ahead of that deadline, and you know the rumors are being circled uh, around NBA names right now. And Tyus Jones, I've heard his name a lot. What, you know, What do you think the Wizards could get in return for a point guard like Tyus Jones? Well, you know, it's hard to say. I mean, all you can say is is that uh, you know he's he's having a great season, which we expected, and that's why uh, we acquired him. That that you know is part of this process uh, for this pivot or whatever you want to call it. Uh, it was important to have somebody like Tyus Jones running running the show. He's he just doesn't turn the ball over, and that's that's important as you're trying to develop players and, and develop the the right culture. Uh, again, I think what what you can name any player on on the Wizards roster. It, it, it's it's impossible to to predict uh, what deals will be out there, what what you know other teams will offer, uh, who's interested in in what. And I think about it just the team we played most recently, Oklahoma City. You think about four years ago they lost in the uh, first round of the playoffs. If I'm getting the math correct. Then they went through a 22-win season. Then they went through a 24-win season. And then last year, uh, they made it into the play-in portion of, of the playoffs. My point being, you know, they, were, they, were, they are a model of, of how 
you pivot, how you rebuild, how you go through a process. And, and what that entails is, is patience. Uh, you have to make the right decisions about when to move the right players and for what or when not to move the right players because the deal is just not enough. And, and that player is, is, is too important to the, the team's development and, and the future of the team. And that, that's the decisions the front office, quite frankly, of Oklahoma City had to make and the, the decisions the Wizards have to make. So uh, around NBA trade deadline every year, you're going to, a lot of names are going to fly around, a lot of potential scenarios. Some of those are, are floated out there by agents or God knows where they come from. Uh, but it, it truly is impossible to predict, uh, from my perspective, the way things will go. I, I think about perfect example of that is – when the Wizards acquired just a couple of years ago, Kristaps Porzingis, right. no one saw that deal coming. So, uh, you know, don't. It's important not to to get caught up in in proposed deals that end up uh, speculated about because they may never come to fruition. And now, as we live in this world of social media, you know, I'll have uh, people coming up to me and and, and say uh, as if something is is a fact. You know, uh, I remember early in the season. Uh, you know, people were coming up to me and saying, well, I heard, you know, the Wizards are going to trade Jordan Poole. This was after five games. Yeah. So, no, that's, that's <laughs> not the way it works. And it does, it does take patience. As I was talking to the Oklahoma City broadcaster, uh, it, it, you know, it, it, it's hard because nobody likes to lose. Uh, and and, and it's, it's, it, but it's hard to stay the course. And that's, that's what the Wizards are committed to doing. That's what the Thunder, that's what the Orlando Magic, another team that you can point to, but you know, if you're going to keep changing and moving a lot of parts, you're not going to get to where you want to go, but there will be changes. Make no mistake. Uh, because in, in, certainly in our case, we're just at the beginning of the process. So you saw the Thunder up close and personal. Chet Holmgren was my pick before the season to win Rookie of the Year. I know everyone's excited uh, for Victor Wembanyama, but I love Chet in college. Then, of course, he missed all of last season with an injury. 31 points, 4 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 blocks, 11 of 14. How impressive was Chet Holmgren? Well, very impressive. And again, that's you talk about patience, you talk about uh, you know, he's uh, last year, okay, he's hurt. And now if you're the Thunder, if you're the Thunder fan base, you're thinking anytime, look, a key player gets hurt and we've gone through it. You know, you then worry about, oh, will he ever come back or will he come back or when he comes back, how will he be? But uh, he, he would be my pick for rookie of the year right now. Uh, you know, he, he, you know, fits the role of that unconventional, if you will, Although I, I hate to say, I almost hesitate to say unconventional because it's becoming more conventional. The seven-foot center that can, you know, take you out on the the perimeter. But uh, you know, he was he he was impressive against us. But he, you know, he's been impressive, you know, all season. And and uh, what what's I think impressive, uh, you know, he still uh, he's not a guy that's that's you know he he gives up a lot of weight, if you will, to a lot of opponents. Yet he still is effective. Dave Johnson with us here on the hotline. And, and Dave, you know I respect your opinion on, on everything NBA, and you've been in circles for a long time. I know you've developed relationships with coaches and GMs across the league and here in Washington. What have you heard or what do you know about Bob Myers, who will be coming to D.C. to advise Josh Harris on the commander's next hire? Well, yeah, look, you, 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 what I know about Bob Myers, you can't, can't argue with success. And, and you know, it's something that, 
quite frankly, you know, Ted Leonsis has done with Mighty Metal Sports at times. And, and when you when you look for an outside manager, it, it's good to get. Uh, or when you look for a manager, uh, it, it, it's okay to get also opinions um, from other sports and, and especially teams and franchise franchises that have success because. You're not asking Bob Myers, uh, uh, you know, the Washington Commanders are not asking Bob Myers to evaluate their draft picks, but he, he's, a, he's a successful manager of uh, organization. And so uh, he could certainly offer a lot of input into the right person leading them forward because, you know, <laughs> you think about uh, how sports has evolved and, what these athletes are, are provided with now in terms of level of uh, athletic training and strength and conditioning and, and, their, and, and mental health. And there's just so many layers now to running a successful organization. 30 years ago, uh, or 40 years ago, the NFL played 14 games. You know, guys had jobs in the offseason um, to supplement income. They played six exhibition games so they could get the guys in shape. Uh, and there was not as many layers, quite frankly, to an organization. So uh, it, it's a more complicated process because you have more people involved. And if you're going to, you know, you can have more people involved, uh, but that's, that doesn't mean you're going to be better. You have to have, okay, if you have more people involved, you know, who is the one, uh, uh, how will they work in harmony? That's the successful teams. And obviously, you know, Bob Myers was able to do that with Golden State. Yeah, I mean, have you heard anything specific about what made him so successful there? I mean, I've heard he's just he's really good with relationships. Yeah, I think it's you know because it's it's not just you know they got Steph Curry or or whatever. I mean, again, Steph Curry was not the number one overall draft pick. Uh, you, you've got to get the again. You don't win on paper. You've got to get the right coach. You've got to get the 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 right people together. It just it it is not that simple of, of creating a, a dream team or, or whatever. It just, it doesn't happen on paper. Uh, as much as we, <laughs> we live in a world of artificial intelligence and analytics and numbers and et cetera, and there's, there's a place for all of that stuff, it is still a game uh, played, coached, and managed by human beings. And to everyone listening to this right now, everyone has their own personality. Everyone is motivated by different things um so yeah i, I think you know uh, critical to any in my mind successful leader is somebody that does have uh, those abilities to create relationships to then you know get the most out of people dave always appreciate you joining the show man thanks a lot good to have, good to be on board and, and we're so happy we're, we're in richmond and we had personal brown up with us on saturday from your station so it was so good to see him and everybody from richmond that's awesome thanks so much that's dave johnson i'm adam epstein you're listening to awad radio on the fan welcome back i'm adam epstein you're listening to awad radio here on the new sports radio 910 the fan now at 105.1 fm always available around the go on the around the country on the go with the free Odyssey app downloaded today and search 910 The Fan to hear me Monday through Friday from 12 to 3 p.m. here on Richmond's home for VCU basketball. And the Rams were able to outlast the Patriots of George Mason in a tight defensive battle yesterday from Eagle Bank Arena in Fairfax, Virginia, as the Rams get a win 54 to 50 to move to 9 and 7 overall and 1 and 2 
in A-10 conference play. Senior guard Max Shulga, the transfer from Utah State, hit a pair of free throws to go ahead with 114 remaining. He finished with a team-high 13 points. VCU got a couple stops to survive Tuesday night in Fairfax. Senior guard Zeb Jackson added eight points, three rebounds, and two steals for VCU, but I thought the story of the game was Michael Bell's defensive performance against Keyshawn Hall, who did lead all players with 14 points for George Mason, uh, but he had been scoring more than 20 in the last few games. He had a really good start to the game. Then all of a sudden, Coach Odom went to his bench, his defensive specialist, Michael Bell, and Bell was there to get stops on the defensive end and even converted on the offensive side of the court. Here's the call via Rams Unlimited by Robbie Robinson. Kicks it back out to Shulga. Max feeds it back out to Zeb Jackson. He splits two defenders, gives it up to Bell. Bell shoots a three left side, and it's good. Michael Bell hits the three, his sixth of the season, and the Rams cut the lead to one, 24-23 on the Bell trifecta. How about that, Rodney Ashby? I'll tell you what, I'm as excited about that as I am about the defense. Yeah. And that was part of a 9-2 run that gave VCU a 26-24 lead. And then Jason Nelson went coast-to-coast to make a layup right before the half. He was really impressive on the game. The redshirt sophomore for the Rams. Uh, he gave VCU a 30-27 to lead. And I just have loved the minutes that Jason Nelson has given the Rams all season long. 18 minutes off the bench. But I thought this might have been his best game. Seven points, one rebound, one assist, one steal. But he did a great job of pushing the pace for VCU, getting him out in transition. Uh, a couple of his layups were really clutch. Run, one right before the end of the half, one during a big stretch there in the second half. But once again, the Rams found themselves in a position down by three with about a minute and 30 seconds to play. And this time it was Zeb Jackson, the point guard and the captain, who stepped up to nail this big three-point shot for VCU to tie the game at 50. And VCU down by three, 50 to 47. 142 to go here at Eagle Bank. Zeb Jackson, a three to tie. Yes, sir! Zeb Jackson hits the three, and we're knotted at 50 each. Our seventh tie of the game comes from Toledo, Zeb Jackson. When you have a three-point lead, the number one rule in college basketball is you cannot go underneath a screen. That's what Mason did, and Zeb made them pay. Mason got the ball back, but it was Max Shulga with a steal and a drive. He went to the free-throw line and knocked down two free-throws to set up this play. Mason down by two, needing a score. Here's Robbie Robinson on the call once again via Rams Unlimited. All right, here comes Baraka Okoji into the front court, guarded by Baristow. Straight line drive for Bohoji. He falls down, picked up by Shulga on the turnover as he lost the handle. Okoji was driving the baseline, and he just slipped and fell. Whoops. And VCU's <laughs> got the basketball back with 2.3 seconds. Tony Skin said after the game, that uh, Akaji is one of the fastest players in the A-10. He's an incredible uh, freshman. He just slipped. Tony Skin mentioned he thought he would have slipped there. He got past Barristow, might have had a angle on a layup, but he falls, and the Patriots fall once again to VCU as the Rams have not lost from Fairfax, Virginia, dating back to 2016. As Tuesday's contest marked VCU's first true road test of the season and their first true road win 
of the year. The Rams had an incredible deep game there. I mean, you had Kwani Kwani because of a foul trouble for Toby Lawal and Christian Furman. Kwani Kwani played about six or seven minutes at the center position, finished the game with one block shot, six points, five rebounds. Was really impressive in those minutes. Max Shoga led the Rams with 13 points. Uh, but like I said, I thought Jason Nelson was the most impressive player for VCU. Zeb Jackson with the clutch three to tie the game. Uh, he had two assists, just one turnover for the game. And look, it came down to the defensive side of the ball, and that's what we had been wondering. When would VCU make some adjustments on defense? That's what they did. Instead of you know switching the pick and rolls, they hedged it and made it tougher for VCU or George Mason to use those ball screens to get dribble penetration. And uh, it was just a really good defensive performance. You hold Mason to 27 in the first half, 23 in the second, 54 the game. Uh, and it's just really good defensive performance by the Rams. That's why they got the win. Um, and it gives the VCU some momentum. You know, it's been heartbreaking. It's been tough losing these thrillers, these close games, several times this season. I think of the Memphis game, Iowa State, Boise State. I mean, uh, look at look, most recently, St. Bonaventure and G-Dub. But the Rams finally win a close game to build some momentum before traveling to Philadelphia to face off against LaSalle this Saturday. So, the big story, VCU wins 54-50, to thanks to Max Scholga hitting a pair of go-ahead free throws with a minute remaining. They knock off the Patriots from Eagle Bank Arena. I'm Adam Epstein. You're listening to AWOD Radio here on the new sports radio, 910 The Fan, now at 105.1 FM. Do you have more confidence than the Rams? Winning some games and possibly locking up a top four seed in the A-10 regular season, heading to Brooklyn for the A-10 tournament. Give me a call, 833-804-0910. If you were in Fairfax at the game last night, call AWOD, 833-804-0910. Don't go anywhere. We'll be right back.